Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Sean Sides. And that's Tom Sides. I missed the old gimmick too much. I didn't want to change it anymore. So as soon as it was yeah. my turn to take lead, <laughs> I'm bringing it back. I like that you threw that back up in there. Yeah. Um, so last week's episode was a bit of a train wreck for me. I learned a valuable lesson about drinking while potting, and I don't think <laughs> it's a good idea. Um, I think it was like a good episode, but when I was ed- editing it, holy slurry thomas jesus christ i'm never doing that again (laughs) (laughs) i think that if we do it we should both do it and we should kind of make that the theme for the episode like tom and sean get drunk together (laughs) sure it'll be a dumpster fire of a podcast but why not (laughs) and people know what they're getting into hey you never know they might get to hear us sing they might get to hear us cry (laughs) just a big old mess of a show but yeah no so but like I had like a big week of work and like I'm working outdoors and it's like a hard labor job, which you like know all about. Oh, yeah. Hard labor work yourself. And like all I wanted to do was just have a beer and chill. And then I was like, well, we got to record the podcast. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just have a few beers while we do the podcast. And <laughs> and as that episode went on, I just just down the hill I went. That's funny. <laughs> I feel like I would be louder. I would yeah. be like yelling into the microphone and probably <laughs> holding the microphone if I got really hammed while we were drinking. <laughs> probably, eh? Start busting yeah. out the hard stuff too. Like whiskey, you mean? Yeah, whiskey or... Yeah, sorry, that sounded bad. I was like, he's talking <laughs> about cocaine. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Whiskey. I meant whiskey. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. all I drink, so that's just the stuff. Perfect. That'll be that'll be a fine podcast. Just get angrier and angrier as we go on. A lot of people say that about whiskey, like that it does make them get hyped. It's like the opposite for me. It's like drinking an energy drink. Like the more whiskey I drink, I've never gotten angry drunk. Like it's not yeah. something I've experienced. And all I drink is whiskey. Oh. So it's like fuel to my like excited, happy, yelling, singing fire. Like let's have a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. We never really talked about alcohol. You're a beer man, but I'm a whiskey guy. Well, I'm a little bit of everything fella. Like, <laughs> tell me more. No, no, no. It's just I, I dabble and I try new things. Like now, I've gotten into like sipping tequilas or, um, or, or I'll do a couple like hard whiskeys or rye's or. And in the summer, I try to make myself fancy summer drinks. Yeah, I like the fruit drinks. We actually. Kieran made us some pina coladas and the pineapples last summer out at the lake. And it yeah. was like really fucking cool to have a fancy drink. Although I'll say this, if that's all you drink, it feels like at the end of the night, the pineapples literally eating your stomach. Oh, like 100%. it is tenderizing the meat. So it's good to mix it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta try, uh, you gotta mix it up a little bit. You're a coffee drinker. Hey. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely. Have you tried the, um, coffee flavor tequila? No. And I it's don't really know good. if I want to. Is it good? It's actually, yeah, it's like a after dinner, kind of get the engine started back up again kind of drink. If you've been drinking out in the sun all day, like enjoying the weekend, and then you need a pick-me-up after dinner, it's a nice yeah. way to like segue you back into getting drunk. I don't recommend like finishing the whole bottle between two people. 
yeah shooting the entire bottle because that ended not great but yeah i would assume so yeah <laughs> it was too sweet i think in the end but it was yeah sometimes you gotta go hard right i don't do one shot at a time i like to do two shots because then you're really kickstarting the engine you know and you got one for each hand i don't le- like leaving a hand on un- unheld nice little bingo bango kind of kind of action yeah we used to always mix uh red bull and whiskey and then one day after like five years of me and my best friend doing that people were like you guys probably shouldn't fucking do that because it's gonna kill you yeah and we were like ah come on and then we saw a bunch more videos and we're like oh fuck we had to talk about it and make the switch and try to find other things to make our shots tasty <laughs> it even says on the can please do not mix with alcohol and you're like that's nah, it's just a guideline uh, yeah i well i felt like it was a recommendation more than anything you know but i get it i get it um so we're recording a little bit earlier this week um so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you, I didn't do my homework because oh. it's literally two days from when oh. we last recorded. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't quite know what to say right now. Yeah. Well, I feel like you sabotaged me because you didn't <laughs> tell me till after we recorded that you're going to need to record early. So here we are. Me, you're catching me with my pants down, but I did find a way where to stream it and I will get to it soon. <laughs> I'm just going to let you have that we're recording early. Like nobody really knows, you know, it could yeah. literally be a week later right now and no one would know, but uh, sh- sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Oh, you were sabotaging <laughs> me left, right and center. Is this because I talked shit about Karen last episode? It's fine. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, but since our last recording, the uh, NHL playoffs just started uh, leading off with the uh, Boston Capitals leading the way. Um what, who you got for the playoffs this year? Well, I got to be honest. I'm hoping, obviously, for my favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers, to pull things out. We do have the two best players in the league, but we also have, like, very questionable goaltending at times. Mike Smith is a battler and a beast, but he is, like, 39 years old and maybe 40 now, but he's an older guy. Yeah. So it's going to really depend on if he can steal some games for us. But I like... Uh, I like the idea of us maybe facing off against Colorado eventually for the mm-hmm. cup and smacking them around because they knocked us out of the playoffs in the 90, late 90s. Yeah. So it'd be nice, some nice throwback revenge, but I don't know, very, man. It's very interesting how these playoffs are working with, like, everyone's going to do two rounds in their own division yeah. and then leading to the Stanley Cup semifinals when we we're going to see some uh, interleague play, which I'm interested, but also, like, it's kind of – depressing that again you can kind of the odds of a canadian team winning the cup are just dwindled down to yeah that's uh, tough we, we get a one in four chance of having the cup return to canada which mm-hmm. is tough i can yeah. say like this season was very interesting us only playing in canada like i do like a regular season where we play every team you know what i mean but yeah. i feel like some of the rivalries have really had the fires lit back under them this season and like it should be makes for some more interesting hockey for years to come hopefully yeah no i'm i'm so excited like watching the battle of alberta this year was unbelievable for me like i thought like that being reignited um watching montreal toronto like 10 yeah. times 11 times was unbelievable but also like as a montreal canadians fan and an oilers fan it is uh, like a tough time cuz 
here we're seeing Toronto versus Montreal in the playoffs since like the, the first time in decades, I think. Which is crazy. Yeah. And now we're going to see, I, I think it's, it's going to be a disappointing series to say the least. Really? Um, as a Montreal. I think Mon- sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, I think Montreal takes it in five. You know what? I, I hope so. I really yeah. hope so. I just, you know, the Mitch Marner and the Austin Matthews and just the whole like offense for Toronto was fucking deadly. And it makes me so nervous. Um, you know, I think Price and Gallagher are going to be coming back, which is going to make the Habs much stronger and like a real contender in this series. Yeah. But if they can't shut down their top line, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, it's hard to like, like with Toronto as well, you have like Joe Thornton and Tavares and like mm-hmm. uh, Spezza. Is, is he playing still or was he yeah, injured? Spezza, no, Spezza, I think it's still. Yeah. Line. Like, and so much young talent mixed with like old veteran, like successful guys who are at the end of their career. It mm-hmm. really like, it's their last like ball. You know yeah. what I mean? They're going to get all dressed up and try to play their best. So I, I don't know, like Toronto's had bad luck since the lockout. They haven't, won a series since 2004 and mm-hmm. so that's like tough on them and like montreal is a tough gritty team like edmonton had a real hard time with montreal and toronto this season so yeah. it's gonna be some interesting games like if edmonton can get through winnipeg which i'm seriously fucking hoping that they do yeah like really really hoping then we're gonna be playing like a team that's had our number this year so it's gonna be like do or die. If we can make it through that and we can overcome that hill, then I really like our chances with the rest of the leagues. So let's go with some of your picks right now. So in the North Division, um, we got Toronto, Montreal. Who's your? You said Montreal and five for that. Yeah, I'm gonna say Montreal and six. But I will say like I, I was looking today about all the, like a, a an NHL panels uh, set of picks, and all of them said Toronto. I saw and, that too. Yeah, Toronto and five or Toronto and six. But yeah, you know what? I playoff hockey is such a different kind of game that you think like what you expect doesn't necessarily tend to happen. No, often like the top team gets knocked out in the first round. It's just how it goes. Like there's a lot of Cinderella stories waiting to happen always. Yeah. Uh I have to agree with you. Like, especially with these best of seven series, it's it, it's a very um Anything can happen in this, oh, yeah. in this playoffs. For sure. So it's be interesting to see for sure. Um, next up, we got um, the Edmonton-Winnipeg series. And I'm going to take a leap and say you're rooting for Edmonton on this one. Yeah, I'm going to say Edmonton and four. We're going to come out with a real You think they're going to sweep them? Gonna I think we're going to sweep them. We're going we're gonna to sweep them. It's going to be tough, tight games. Yeah. But our stars are going to shine and our goaltending is going to be on point. Well, you know, they had their last game of the season the other day against Vancouver <laughs> and then yeah. they shot the bed 4 1 against yeah. them. And then they're going into playoffs. Where, where do you think their head's at now? I think that they're hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're not the type of team. Usually we can bounce back from a loss pretty strong. Yeah. And this is going to be Tippett's ammunition, our coach, to be like, hey, guys, like, you don't want this shit happening. And honestly, too, like, Vancouver was kind of do a win. So it's yeah. sometimes that's just this monster of the beast of hockey. Like, I keep saying to uh, my uh, fiance's grandmother, she's a huge Edmonton Oilers fan as well. I keep saying to her, we at least get to watch four games of hockey that meet, matter something to us. And yeah. she's like, Oh, Sean, don't say that there's going to be only four fucking games. I'm like, Hey, oh, you know, at, like at minimum, there's four. 
Exactly. And you never know with hockey, like anything can fucking happen. No team has ever won every single game in a season. It's just the nature of the beast. It's a sport and anything can happen. So I'm just going into it with an open mind. All right. And then next up, we got Avalanche versus St. Louis. Who do you think, who do you got for that series? I'm going to take Avalanche. Avalanche? How many? I'm going to say they do it in, in six. Avalanche and six. I actually yeah. agree with you. I think Avalanche and six and that one, the, that team has been unbelievable this year. And uh, Nate McKinnon I, is such an unbelievable player. And I think he's going to lead them to a, at least far in the playoffs. For sure. Young stars and old star, older stars. So yeah. they're a good team. Um, next in the same division, we got the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Minnesota Wild. I'm going to take Vegas. Vegas? It's like I can't even argue with you. I, I agree with you. I think Vegas is going to take it too. Um, since their inaugural season in the NHL, uh, I have been so blown away about how strong of a team they are. You know, like yeah. the first year in the, the playoff uh, in the season, they made it to the Stanley Cup final, and yeah, they came in strong. They're just a strong team, and I'm you can't count them out. So they're my pick for that series as well. Um, now moving on to the other side. Um, Penguins versus Islanders. That's a tough series. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, that's a tough one. I don't think that Penguins are going to get out of it. No? You think Islanders are going to take it? I think they might upset them, get them out of there. So what are you saying? Islanders and what? I'm going to say Islanders in five. Islanders in five? I think you're being too bold here. This is finally we can disagree. Um, you know, a team like the Penguins, I, I don't think can be stopped, at least not with, like, the skill that they have on their team. You know, That's you, why it's going to be, like, a big upset. Yeah. I'm saying Penguins in six. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to make for good hockey, but I think the Penguins got this. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, Washington-Boston. Now, we already know that Washington beat Boston in game one uh, in overtime. Does, yeah. Does this affect your opinion at all? Honestly, I don't think it affects my opinion because I felt like Washington, you know, they're not too far removed from having won the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. Ovechkin's a beast. They're like a real big team, you know, like they really love each other. They're, they're a team. I think they're, they're going to make it out of the first round in six. Yeah. I, I think Boston might have a chance in the seven uh, only because they are so nitty gritty and, they are a playoff team. Well, yeah. like they will get under the skin of the Capitals. I think that, and then just develop points as uh, a Habs fan. You see Habs versus Boston in the playoffs so often that you, you do, can't, yeah. you can't take away from what the kind of team that the Boston Bruins are. Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you know how did their season series go by chance? Uh, not, not off the top of my hand. Uh, top yeah, of my head me right neither. Now. I'll be honest with you. I watched much more Canadian hockey than I did anything else this year. Me too. Yeah. And, and I think that was like the biggest problem with having the, uh, the v- divisions the way they were. I got way too into Canadian rivalries than I should have been into like <laughs> the rest sure. of the NHL. Did so. you watch the Washington uh, New York game? Yeah, I did. That was a good fisticuff kind of night. Yeah, with this, like so, there, I have a bunch of opinions, and like that whole Tom Wilson thing, um, I've been going back and forth on it for so long. 
Yeah. I don't think what he did requires being suspended. So I think the NHL was right. Um, but the thing I didn't like uh, is that the NHL uh, fined the Rangers like $250,000 for their for, comments. Yeah. Yeah. For their comments. And to be honest, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the NHL doing that because you should be allowed to disagree. I guess, I mean, I guess they're publicly trying. shaming the league yeah. in that sense is kind of wrong, but I don't know. I think it's very touch and go. Um, it is. It's a fine line. Like you have to respect the sport and yeah. the players like first and foremost. And like, I understand New York's outrage at the time, but I also understand like the ruling. I can see both sides of it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying yeah. to like pick a side necessarily, but I do understand both arguments. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I was at with it. Um, but also Tom Wilson's that kind of player. And if the NHL is trying to get rid of all like the fighting and stuff and hockey, which again, I disagree with, I think it's very much a part of the game and Agreed. kind of like, I, I guess like to prevent injury, I like the certain rules that they're doing because they're taking yeah. precautions and stuff very seriously. For sure. I appreciate that as well. But uh, I don't like there's a, what Tom Wilson did versus like what Todd Bertuzzi did years ago is you know, night and day different. And I think we're trying to like, we're getting away from the Todd Bertuzzi stuff and this Tom Wilson just manhandled the guy. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't see, like, I see it being wrong, but I don't see it being suspension worthy. I agree. Sometimes you get ragdolled in hockey. It's part of being a younger guy coming up and playing with the big boys. Yeah. It's part of hockey is exactly yeah. right. Um, then next up we got uh, Carolina versus the predators. I'm hoping the Predators take Carolina out. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, since this big turnaround in the last few years for the Carolina Hurricanes, I love that team now. The especially what they do at the at center ice after a win and they get the whole crowd involved. Yeah. I think they have such a fun dynamic going. And the Carolina Hurricanes uh Twitter game is hilarious to me. Yeah, um, I respect all of that, but I can't forgive them. So I always am oh, going to bet against the them. 2006? <laughs> yeah, 06, 07. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't forgotten, and Euler fans have not forgotten. So, okay. okay. come on, Nashville. Okay. You, Nashville and how many? Let's go Nashville in seven. Nashville in seven? It's going to be an I'm, intense one. I'm thinking Hurricanes in five, and, you know, I, I, you know, I move on, but I don't forget. So <laughs> as much as I wanted Edmonton to win that series, it's fine. We can move on. I do think the Hurricanes are going to take it. Yeah. Um, I don't hate and, them. I just don't want them to win. That's all. That's <laughs> very Stewie <laughs> Griffin. It's not that I don't want to kill Lois. It's just I don't want her alive anymore. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Uh, and then finally, the Battle of Florida, where we got the Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. I love this series. It's so like interesting. It's like the battle of Alberta, but in Florida and it's some heated games. I think the lightning will take it. Are we just going to ignore that beautiful pun of heated games in Florida? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't ignore that kind of shit. It might get swampy down there in the heat. Yeah. Something like that. I got, I got nothing, but yeah, I'm going to say Tampa. I agree with you. I think Tampa takes it. I think they're too close. Yeah. Um, I think just Tampa Tampa Bay has a whole bunch of skill. And now that I think um, they have uh, guys returning uh, from injury, I think, well, who is it? Kucherov is coming yeah, back. Kuch yeah. And um, what's his name? Who got hurt last season? 
Stamkos? Yeah, Stamkos. Stamkos yeah. is coming back. So I think That's that changes. Huge. I think that changes the d- dynamic for that team. For sure. So right in there, and I just think that they have a better skill. It's uh, like you said about Boston. Like Tampa Bay is a playoff team. You know what I mean? They have the skills to like win series, possibly. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree 100%. I think, yeah, you can't count out the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially now that they're the reigning Stanley Cup champions in a odd form of playoffs, but still, they won it. So you can't, yeah. you can't count them out. Oh, show. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Like I think we got some interesting playoff settings go ahead of us. Um, I think it's going to make for really good hockey, and I, I think it's going to be a great time for hockey fans everywhere. Definitely. It'll be like a lot of uh, um, fun supporting it. I'm curious to see what happens with the playoffs. Like say we're playing an American team, given like the situation with restrictions, like and how it's going on in Alberta right now. I'm wondering if Edmonton is going to end up having to play all of their Stanley cup games in the arenas of the teams where we go. You know what I mean? Like, I really like the boldness of assuming that Edmonton's already going to be the team to go into the, uh, uh, the United States for the playoffs. (laughs) Let's be real. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious though. Like, you know, it's a real thing. Like I, I mean, the vaccination levels are rising and you know, all that kind of jazz up here, but I just, we're in a pretty big lockdown. What's that? Sorry. You think they'll have to quarantine? I can't imagine, like, if they go to the States, I'm sure they're all vaccinated already. I'm, I don't think they're going to have to quarantine, but I think that uh, they'll probably end up playing all the games there. Plus, they can have fans in the arena. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially, like, places like Florida where they're already opened up com- completely. That'd be sick if we it was Edmonton versus Florida. Yeah, would be. It would be very interesting to see. Um, when I say Florida, I meant Tampa Bay because they're in Florida. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah, like I think I, I do think that this year's uh, a, a very interesting season uh, for hockey, and I really hope all they saw was just a, like a rise in like Canadian audiences because I want more NHL teams in Canada. It's I understand yeah. that our dollar is weaker, and Gary Batman is against business in Canada for some reason. Yeah, but you can't like you can't take away the numbers of Canadian fans for the NHL. Like, oh, I, think for sure. I think there's money here. Like you saw when the Winnipeg jets came back, um, they sold out season tickets for five years before the team even got here. Exactly. Like, the so. same would be true. Like, even though the population of Saskatchewan is like something like 1.2 million in the entire province, mm-hmm. you build a hockey arena and you give Saskatchewan a team they'll sell out 60,000 tickets a game, like a football stadium worth if they could. I think think there's a market for it. I think like an NHL team would do fine. I mean, they would have to, obviously they they win, but we have teams in, um, you know, Nashville and Florida, Tampa Bay, and like the market for these Southern teams aren't huge. No, for sure. It's funny, like, if you are an Edmonton fan and you can't afford tickets here, I know of a lot of people who fly down to some of those states and they'll buy great tickets, pay for their plane tickets, and still spend less money than if they went to go see a a game here with good seats. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's night and day different. Like, I I know a bunch of, like, well, well, there's a series where the Oilers were playing the Predators a few years back, and I think most Oilers fans were flying back uh, to and from Nashville. Yeah. 
So it's yeah, it's very common. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. And you know, when the world opens up, like it's a goal of mine to kind of see a game in every arena. And mm, that's cool. That's yeah. like my dad's dream if he ever won the lottery is to go to every single Oilers game for an entire season. Yeah, just travel with the team. Yeah, exactly. Just go and do that. It'd be pretty fun. I think that would be an amazing time. Definitely. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, so, uh, well, while, while we're on the topic of hockey, I wanted to throw out the question of the day to you, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah go ahead. It's NHL related, given that, you know, we're kind of running with that theme at the beginning here. So I figured I would ask you, what is a the first NHL game you attended and B one of your best memories from attending a hockey game live? And I'm talking NHL. OK, um, man, I can't answer that because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I saw a game in Calgary while I was less than one year old right my dad was a huge hockey fan and when we lived in calgary like he told me a story once where we went to see the flames play against i can't even tell you who they were playing against but he got uh into a fight with the people at the box office because they wanted me to have a ticket oh geez and like you it was like no like he's not sitting in a chair i'm holding him he's he's less than one no (laughs) Like that's, that's not crazy. happening. Like I get it. If he was like two and he had to sit in his own chair, he's not sitting on my yeah. lap. But no, he's like this. He's this big. <laughs> not paying for an extra ticket. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Yeah. So uh, I've been going to like hockey games since I was a wee baby. Um, so I think something along those lines. So early nine nineteen ninety nineteen ninety one. Okay. Um. Fondest game, man. Um, I, I gotta say, I went to a few playoffs game playoff games in Montreal, and you, you just the excitement of the city when they're in the playoffs is unbelievable. Um, yeah, the whole city lights up. Then, and then again, when they win, there's like a mini riot, or if they lose, there's another riot, <laughs> and it gets fucking out of hand. And it's that to me is really dumb. Like, yeah, our team won. Let's fucking destroy everything or yeah, yeah our team fucking lost let's fucking destroy everything it, <laughs> it's so fucking stupid to me like i'm all for like get the jersey get your face painted up root for your team go nuts yeah. and like i love that shit so uh most of my fond memories like revolve around um uh, revolve around like uh just playoff hockey and getting way too in- into it and then if i look back on it like i've seen some legends play hockey like i'm pretty sure i went to a new york rangers game where messier was on the team or nice. um, or i've seen like i've seen crosby play uh, i've seen paul korea play um i never got to see the great one unfortunately my yeah. dad took my sister to that game and i'm still pissed oh, wow. about it yeah that's harsh but <laughs> But I digress. Um, another great time. Um, so uh, my favorite player in the NHL is Chris Chelios. Right. And when my sister was young, she played with a kid whose godfather turned out to be Chris Chelios. Okay. I don't know how this happened in the in this lifetime, but it did. Um, and so the this family, knowing that I was a big Chris Chelios fan, they found out at a hockey tournament, I was just buying like individual hockey cards and I saw like 
Chris Chelios and the guys, the kid's dad saw a corner. He's like, are you buying Chris Chelios card? I'm like, yeah, he's my favorite player in the NHL. Like, I'm buying. Yeah, I love Chelios. Nice. Well, my son's godfather is Chris Chelios. I went, no way. Like, I'm 12 years old. I'm so excited. So when Detroit was playing Montreal uh, round about my birthday, they yeah. arranged it so I could go to where the team bus was. And I got to meet Chris Chelios and get the get my uh, Chelios uh, Detroit Red Wings jersey signed. And then wow. I also got to meet Steve Eisenman, Luke Robitaille. Uh, what a time! So, oh yeah, it's they had a hell of a team around then, right? Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was the year. It was the 2002 when they went out and bought a Stanley Cup, and then like right after that, they started making uh, uh, the 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 salary caps and stuff. Cause that's what they right. did. They had Dominic Hasek yeah. and Nets. They had Brett Hall on the team. They were <laughs> unstoppable. Like they were literally Nicholas Lindstrom. Like it, it, the list goes on for how good that team was. Yeah. Scotty you can Bowman, like, almost Bowman. list every player. <laughs> yeah. And so I got to go and I got to shake hands with Steve Eisenman. I got to sh- get an autograph from Luke Robitaille, but the highlight for me was getting to meet Chris Chelios and having that like one-on-one moment of just like, this is awesome. Like he, he is forever now and will always be my favorite player. That's cool. Very yeah. cool story for sure. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I'm curious. What's your, do you have any NHL attendance stories that you want to share? Well, I do remember my first game. Cause I wasn't, I believe I was 12, maybe 13. When I went to my first game, my dad, uh, uh, he was seeing a lady at the time, I believe. And we all went out to a hockey game together and I did not like hockey leading up to this. Okay. It was like an annoying thing that my dad put on the TV for three hours every second night that I made me be able to not watch what I wanted to watch kind of thing. Yeah. And so I wasn't a huge hockey fan, but I, we went and LaRock was on the team. Then he got into a fight in the first period and we were playing a team like I would liken it to an example would be the Columbus, Columbus Blue Jackets. They don't have a huge fan base here. So it was like 18,000 fans all cheering for your player who's fighting a guy and it was just like such a cool like it got me so fired up and i was like oh man and from that day on i loved hockey like i I believe we won the game like you know 4-1 or something like lots of scoring i think there was three fights by the end of the game it was just i was hooked i was like okay i'm a hockey fan now there's something magical about live sports like yeah um i am so much more inclined when it's when i'm there i'm so much more into it when i'm there like yeah, I can watch it on TV, and I do. Like, I watch hockey religiously, um, but to see it live is night and day. Like, even like baseball. Like, I I have a hard time watching baseball on TV. Me but too. if I'm there, oh man, I love it. And I can watch yeah. baseball live at any level. I went to minor league games before, major league games. Uh, even just watching my friends play in a beer league. I get fucking into it and it is so much fun to watch. I agree. I'm the same way with sports. Like you have to be there. Like it's, I'm a hockey fan, obviously. So I watch hockey on TV, but other sports, I prefer to watch them live because it does give you that exhilaration, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. And like you said, the level doesn't really matter. If you can get into the game, it's really fun to watch. Do you have like a, like a bucket list game or game, uh, stadium to watch a sporting event in or anything like that honestly like mine's pretty simple i just want to see someday one day the edmonton oilers 
play a playoff game in our home arena because I have never seen that in my life. I've never been in a position where I've been able to go to a game like that. And for me, that's like the only bucket list item right now because I haven't done that for my home team. So it's one of those things that the day will come hopefully and I'll be able to be there, but I haven't had that opportunity yet. So no, for sure. Um, I have this, I have this dream sports weekend of uh, going to Chicago and like, I have to time it right. Cause it needs to be done in like October because I want to catch a Chicago uh, Blackhawks game. I want to sh- catch a Chicago bears game and a Chicago Cubs game. And if there's time I'll throw in bulls, but like it needs to be done in October ish. Cause I just, the, uh, the idea of like, I just love Chicago. They're like, I just love their sports teams and all that stuff. That's cool. So um, like uh, as far as NFL goes, I am a Chicago bears fan and, and, right. and major league baseball, I tend to get root for the Cubs, but I go back and forth because, like, I don't really have a team for Major League Baseball. I guess I tr- root for the Toronto Blue Jays because they're the yeah. only Canadian team. But for aside sure. from that, like, I have no other allegiance to them. Yeah, I know what you mean. They're not like you don't bleed Blue Jays, but if they're in this series, you'll give them a watch and cheer. Well, them if on. they're playing, <laughs> I'm going to root for them. Like, I'm not yeah. bad, but. But like, there's so like there, there's a romance to baseball that I absolutely love, and there's a feeling like, of, but there's also like the legendary stadiums in yeah. Chicago that's still there, and it's part of that too. So I really want to go, uh, go to Soldier Field or go to Wrigley Field and just enjoy the atmosphere of that. Yeah, that makes sense. I actually have a dream weekend as well. Mine would be going to Vegas. And mm-hmm. watching Edmonton play Vegas on the Friday night mm-hmm. and then go to a UFC card on Saturday night in Vegas. So it, it also needs a perfect storm. It's not as like I could time it any time during hockey season, but there just has to be a Friday night hockey game and a Saturday night pay-per-view card. Yeah. No, that sounds like a dope, dope weekend. Yeah. I would love to like, that's my and, ultimate sports and, weekend. And it could work out for you that you can get an NFL game there soon because Oakland Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. And that would be really sick too, just to be in it. I've never seen an NFL NFL game live and I would love to experience that any, any sporting event really like in the U S a big baseball team, a big football team, big basketball team. I'd love to see that live yeah. as well. Yeah, I've never seen NBA live or NFL live yet. I've the closest I've come to NBA is uh, I've watched like their whatever the equivalent of the AHL is for the NBA. I watched yeah. I watched like the the Rochester Americans or the Rochester basketball team play, and that was that was fun. It was it was yeah. fun experience for sure. But, like I really want to see a professional NBA game play one day. That would definitely definitely be cool. Um, speaking of like dream weekends and like goals and stuff or bucket list events, do you ever do you have like a unrealistic bucket list that you would love to have like done in your life, but like the the odds are just stacked against you? Yes, <laughs> I think like that's such a loaded question. A, yeah. I would love to have a statue made of myself, like a bronze one. Um, preferably in like the historical museum of arts and sciences okay. as like, you know, the man who changed things, the man who fucking sent us to the next generation, like example, you know, aliens come to earth and I'm the guy who greets them 
And they're mm-hmm. like, man, this dude is dope as fuck. And we want to party with him for first contact. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something along like that level of <laughs> that would be great. Or just, you know, something less less intense than that you know you always want to be remembered i guess and it'd be cool to like be in a textbook or be like have something on paper to show that you were alive here once or something that people look back on whether it be like a one-hit wonder song that's an unrealistic goal i'd love to just one day have the right music come to my head and be able to sing it in a way or rap it in a way that people would listen to it and enjoy it if that makes sense and like even if it's just a small handful of people that's kind of what the podcast is too you know like you the fact that it's out there and people listen to it that kind of thing makes you immortal in a way yeah i was gonna say that there's a a weird thing of immortality with this we are forever on the internet now with our voices and our our little video snippets we put out and all that stuff so there's like a weird feeling of like five generations from now they can find this and yeah there is the uh, audio document uh, documentation of who we were when and all that stuff for sure and like that's lends to like the point of this podcast in a sense too is us getting to know each other and like forming a family bond for you know who knows future gen- generations it could be our other cousins of ours and you know our, our own children 50 mm-hmm. 60 100 years from now going holy shit they're like that's our great grandpa or great 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 uncle or you know seeing that we re- we made an effort to get to know each other and that's cool yeah i i love it i i do think it's like it's super fun uh to just circle back to like what my like unrealistic... <laughs> let me hear yours thomas <laughs> um, you know those you know those quotes you see like i guess you see them on facebook all the time but like i really want one of mine i would love to see uh, like one of those pictures of me go and then saying a quote like I think something I said something profound that I said with my name underneath it so Thomas Sides said or as Thomas Sides once said something profound and then we can use it as examples and arguments or like, like <laughs> something historical like that I think that would just be dope yeah to be like, remembered in the English language is a pretty like high honor for sure. Yeah. Well, like, you know, like Wayne Gressy's like quote is you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And apparently I his it. father said that I'm just saying his father said it to him, but Wayne Gretzky said it in public. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can give all the credit to, to Walt RIP, but um, it was Gretzky who said it like out loud and on um, the great one. Yeah, yeah. we got, he got it. Yeah, that was like a bucket list thing for me when I went to Edmonton too. Like I wanted to see the Gretzky statue, just for like sure. I, like I immersed myself in like whatever Edmonton culture I could. Uh, yeah, like seeing the Great One statue was something important for me. It's definitely a definitely a big part of Edmonton. Yeah, and our history and putting us on the map and all that kind of jazz. Well, One other, still, sorry, sorry it still says like City of Champions when you walk in when you go into the city. Hundred percent. I can say that, like in one way, I've been immortalized already, which is kind of cool. I submitted my name to be sent to Mars on the rover that was sent there this year, and so forever inside the data database that is in the rover that is currently on Mars, my name is there and my date of birth. That's cool. Yeah, it was like a thing you could sign up for through NASA. And I was like, uh, yeah, I want my name to be in space forever. Like that's 
when we build cities on Mars generations from now, they're going to have that fucking rover in a museum. And there's going to be a list in the background of every person who submitted their name to be part of that mission. And my name will be on that plaque. That's yeah, that's beautiful. I hope, Isn't I it? hope, I hope one day we do colonize Mars just so you can get those kicks. It's going to happen. You think so? I, I guarantee it. We already know how to like do it. And we know how to have a biosphere on Mars. We even know the possibility yeah, it, the possibilities are endless, and I think we're headed in that direction. As long as we don't fucking nuke ourselves first or become, like, religious fanatics and change the direction that we're headed right now. Sorry to add the religious fanatics part, but just throwing that out there. It's a possibility. I've watched too much science fiction to, yeah. to deny it. Yeah. But I and think, also, like, it's inevitable. And also, Total Recall is just basically a how-to on how to live on Mars. Yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> definitely out there, and there's so many different ways of doing it. I think it's, I think it's gonna happen. That's, I'm very iffy on this stuff because, like, you got all these like big scientists that want like, want to go to Mars or colonize Mars, but then those big scientists like Elon Musk are staying here. <laughs> yeah, they don't want. You never want to be the first guy, right? Yeah, but like they're sending people up, going like, "You're going to Mars, and like this is you're, you're gonna change things." Oh yeah, so you're the guy that we want to have on Mars. No, I'm gonna stay on Earth. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just supervise from here and let you guys kind of do your own thing and see how it goes. <laughs> it's like part of humans, you know. Like, how did they find the Americas? A bunch of guys got on a fucking boat and were like, it wasn't the kings and queens that were on the boat. You know what I mean? It was definitely, definitely not those people. No, you're absolutely right. Sam, the- <laughs> You send the red jerseys in and then you go to the planet. <laughs> it's like being a sibling, but on a societal level where you're like, go ahead. You'll be fine. Hop in. See, let me know how much fun it is. Yeah. And then I'll do it too. <laughs> you must have that being like the youngest of your family. You see Josh and Jen make all the mistakes and then you're just like, well, I'll just avoid that. And then I won't do that. And to an extent. Yeah, for sure. I can yeah. definitely attest to that. <laughs> right on. So uh, here's a funny question while we're on the topic of that exact specific thing, if you don't mind. Yeah. Did you get spanked as a child? No. No? Okay. No, so- I, it's been threatened, but never done. I think the fear of it, because like I, it was never not on the table. Yeah. But like the fear of it, like, like I didn't, I never saw it as an empty threat. I, every single time it was threatened to me, I changed, I changed my attitude because I just didn't want it to happen. But also like, like I never saw it as an empty promise. Like, no, no, it's like if I don't get my shit together, like it's gonna fucking happen. Like to this <laughs> day, I'm still worried my mom's gonna kick my ass for some reason. That's fair. So yeah. I did like get spanked as a kid. Not very much. It wasn't like abuse by any means. There's like a smack on the ass if you were bad kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I I remember very specifically the last time I was ever spanked because I was the kind of kid like, you know, I got in trouble once in a while, was being a little shit, doing things I shouldn't have done. My dad felt that it was time to give me a spanking. So he turns me over his knee and spanks me, hits me two, three, four, five, six times, like nothing hard, just, you know, trying to get a reaction out of me. And then finally, you know, I started crying. And so Josh and Jen took me aside afterwards, being five and six years older than me. And we're like, hey, Sean, like, why don't you just start crying after the first time he touches your butt? Mm. Like, why do you wait? Cause then you get more than we get. Like we cry bloody murder the first spank. Mm. And then he gives us like one more and it's over. Why the fuck don't you start crying right away? And I was like, this light bulb went off my head and I was like, 
oh, thanks for the late fucking information. And I never, ever got spanked again after that <laughs> to put that information to use. I yeah. just wait like, oh, is that all you got? Like, I'm whatever. Like, yeah. I was waiting for the moment to happen. You know, it's kind of a funny story looking back now because yeah. spanking is so frowned upon. But I definitely probably deserved it. And it was nothing like ever hard. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it was like there was just like different punishments. Like there were times like push-ups were punishments or standing in the corner would drive me insane because I would get so bored. <laughs> um but I had to do that at times too, stand in yeah, the corner. Yeah. I remember that shit. Yeah. So like a whole bunch of that stuff of just like but like just the threat of like my dad giving me a spanking was enough to make me go, no 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 I'll be good. I'll be good. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Like because like I knew he had it in him. I knew he didn't want to do it, but I knew he had it in him. Like, makes sense. I saw like my brother and sister when they were going through their teenage years. I wasn't, I was still a child. So I really learned like how not to push my dad and how to like maneuver. And I, I always like accredit it to Jen and Josh wore my dad out in their mm-hmm. teenage years. So by the time I was a teenager, he was just like, fucking like do whatever you want like you're my last teenager that i have to deal with like he wasn't by any means a pushover but i knew how to live within the guidelines of like the rules that i would break the rules yes but i would lie about it so he didn't find out and i wasn't like josh was like yeah i did fucking break the rules dad what are you gonna do about it (laughs) you know and, and jen was like hormonal and emotional as a teenager and you know typical of teenagers yeah and yeah no, I, I, I get that um to change gears real quick last I'm week in. you put me on the spot with movies you think i should have watched and mm. so i took it upon myself to make my list of movies i think you should have watched just to see where we stand on <laughs> i like it yeah so i got my list here and i'm gonna go we'll go rapid <laughs> fire okay you ready oh i'm ready tootsie Never seen it. The Departed. Seen it. Going the Distance. A little clarity on that one. Give me a... Uh, Justin Long, Drew Barrymore, rom-com. But the reason I love it so much is the side cast of Jason Sudeikis and Charlie Day being so hilarious. Okay, I feel like I've seen that, but it was like on a network on TV with commercials or something. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go ahead and say you haven't seen it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Fight Club. Oh, yeah. The Italian Job. Oh, yeah. I, Robot. Yes, very good movie. Caddyshack. Of course. Uncle Buck. Own it. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Own it. The Rock. Love it and owned it on VHS, but recently sold it. Tombstone. Owned it on VHS and recently sold it. Okay. Definitely wicked movies. Awesome. Um, yeah, there's plenty. Like I know that we have plenty of like overlap, but the yeah. reason I brought up going the distance in Tootsie is these movies are kind of like you're out there, like uh, out there kind of movies that you don't expect to be as funny as they are. Yeah. Um, so I do recommend. This isn't like Tom recommends, but I do think if you were to give these movies a fair shake, it's so funny like i just wrote them both down and i've definitely like i've heard of tootsie but i haven't seen it yeah dustin hoffman plays a a struggling actor who uh 
who's trying to get a job and then ends up getting a role playing a woman and no one knows that he's a man on a soap opera and it's just it's like it's, it's a really funny movie but what i really what i really like about it is bill murray's in it and bill murray is playing the straight man in this so he's not bill murray's not being the funny guy i think he has like some funny lines but he's not he's not the humor guy which okay. is out of character for bill murray and he just kind of steals the movie for you in a little way and much like in going the distance like I don't watch the rom-com of going the distance because Justin Long and Drew Barrymore are just a cute couple on screen. No, no. <laughs> Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis steal the movie with how hilarious they are in this movie. Interesting. Yeah. So, I like a good light comedy. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So yeah, the, those are my, I'm glad that uh, it turns out that uh, you had less not seen it versus, uh, versus me, but I, I, I think that was coming. You've also lived longer than I have. You never know, too. And like <laughs> asking me if I watched Fight Club was kind of funny just because it's like, who has not seen Fight Club? But yeah. I had some of those I asked you to as well. Like you pointed out, like you're really you're asking me if I watch Wayne's World. Of course, I fucking watch Wayne's yeah. <laughs> Iconic. But no, but there's it, it's fair. Like there's certain, certain movies you kind of just miss the boat on sometimes. For sure. Like, it's like you said, when you're born after, you're born during the time movies were made. You're not going to see every fucking movie that came yeah. up. And like, like, I haven't seen Braveheart yet. Fuck off. Yeah, man. Like, That's not even funny. Are you being serious right now? I'm being so serious. How, I, that seen... was going to be on my list, and I didn't fucking put it on the list. You, you got to be fucking with me. No, right I now. haven't. Like, I know it exists and all this stuff. Promise. I just, again, it was one of those things. Like, it came out when I was like five years old. So. I didn't get to watch it in theaters. That's so fucked up to me. I can't even believe it. Prime you have, oh my god, this is like I'm yeah. I'm dying over here on the other end, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like that movie, I watched so many fucking times. I like can tell you any scene. I could literally, we could do a podcast where I just act out Braveheart for you. Really? I'm just telling you, I've watched it that many times. Stephen is my name. I'm the most wanted man on my island. Of course, yeah. we're not on my island. Ireland, you mean? I Ireland, you know, just shit like that. Like, yeah. I don't even. Yeah, dude, watch the fucking movie. Love it. Tattoo it onto <laughs> you so that you can have it with you forever. Because it's a fucking iconic, iconic movie. And Mel Gibson plays like the best psycho, like Lethal Weapon one style, but put a sword and some fucking war paint on his face. Movie. Yeah. Like, damn. Sorry, that's my Braveheart rant. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Yeah, but like, and I'm pretty sure every episode, I'll just go ahead and tell you there's another movie I just haven't seen yet, and you're just like, this one hurts. What the fuck is wrong with you for not seeing these movies? The the knife cuts deep on this one, as does it during the movie. Yeah, well, don't spoil too much for me. Like, I know it's like a 27 year old movie, but uh, I didn't spoil it. No, you're good. You're good. I would never do that because it's such a gem. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> I, yeah. Again, I. It's just on my. It's on my to do list. It's just you know I have so many things to do. So like I can relate with what you're saying. An example with me is Star Wars. I never watched it until I was like 26 years old. I had seen like portions of it as a child, but mm-hmm. I had never like actually sat down and watched the original one or four, five, and six, I had never seen them until after I was 25, 26, 27, somewhere in that range. So I'm like 
within a decade of still being new to Star Wars. That's crazy. See, that's crazy to me because those movies are iconic, and especially with the like the nerd world that you and I both swim uh, live on live in. It. Yeah, ridiculous to me. Um, but like, if we're gonna talk Star Wars for a brief briefly here, like I'm sure I've told you before that my first instance with Star Wars, I didn't start with number four. I remember being like five or six years old going to our local movie store at the time which wasn't blockbuster we used to go to five star movie rentals it was a little mom and pop shop and i saw the cover of return of the jedi and i went i want to watch that movie and my dad's (laughs) like but you don't want to watch this one you want to watch this one he's pointing out a new hope because this is where the story begins and i was being a stubborn five-year-old going i want to watch this one Because you just had Yoda on the cover, right? And I was just like, I was just mystified of like, why is there a green alien? I want to watch this. And then, and I guess like, Return of the Jedi is always my favorite of all the movies. I and I think it's because it was the first one I saw. That makes sense. Yeah, it's nice when you have a movie like that where you discover it and it's the middle one, and then you can go back and there's a lot more content. Yeah. And that's how I felt about the Star Wars movie. Like watching it late in my twenties, it was like. Now that I've watched it and I really fucking enjoyed it, now there's like a whole universe of shit that I can watch. Like you yeah. mentioned to me recently how you've started your journey with Doctor Who and you said it was looking pretty good so far. I love it. I love it so much. I've been like, I've been binging it and a friend of mine recommended it to me. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get into it. Like eventually, like I, I always knew it was in the zeitgeist, but I didn't realize how much I would love this show until i got into it and it's gotten me into like a whole new like genre of like kind of acting and kind of like it's so weird but serious and funny but dramatic it's like it's fantastic and the writing is unbelievable they'll do a thing they'll do a nothing scene or nothing story arc in one season and then have it pay off three seasons later and you're just like what how far ahead is the writing team it is crazy to me how far ahead the writing team is. And it's just unbelievable. Like I, I'm, uh, how, how far am I into it? I am on uh, season eight already. So I'm at the yeah. Peter Capaldi level of Doctor Who. And it's just, it's so good to me. And what I love about this is that you can keep going in different directions <laughs> as you, the doctor regenerates and he becomes someone new all the time. And he's over 2000 years old and you're just going on this amazing adventure and none of the stories are dull. Like I haven't watched an episode yet where I went, well, this one sucked. Like I've just, <laughs> I've just been so hooked on it. Now is like, it safe to say that you are a Whovian now, or are you not yet a Whovian? I don't think I've deserved, like I am, uh, I don't think I've earned that title yet. Fair but enough. I am well on my way to just being, <laughs> a full-fledged uh whovian because like i can talk to you about who my favorite doctor is and like all this like i if i have the patience to go back to the 1963 episodes and then onward because like they did it in like there's two sections of it yeah so it goes from like 1963 to like 1986 or something like that yeah something like that and then they have various doctors and then it picks up again in 2005 and then it just continues on. And so I've only watched the 2005 onward. 
and but the storytelling is unbelievable the the they they mix history and space and time travel like it's just it's so much fun and witty banter and hilarious like there was a line the other day where the guy a doctor who can speak horse and they're in like an old west town and he goes like i'm gonna need to borrow your i'm gonna need to commandeer your horse he goes like good this is uh this is joshua the name is from the bible and he goes actually no his name is suzanne and he wants you to respect his life choices and I'm like, like this is a nothing lied and it's hilarious there's no reason for it and it that's just, funny. it's perfect i've heard like only this type of thing about doctor who anyone who's gone down the rabbit's hole is like i fucking love that show now and like it's good science fiction from what i hear which i can always appreciate any like anything that makes you think about life that's not exactly how we live it now you know mm-hmm. it opens doorways to like different possibilities and it's interesting hearing oh that. and they it's filled with interesting characters like some of the creepiest villains i've ever seen um they have these uh things called the weeping angels which they look like angel statues but they're but they can only move when you look at when you're not looking at them right and, and then they try and take you away and, and then they bring you to another point in time they'll, they'll just drop you off in the past like that's their big but they're so creepy and how they do it it's like a mini horror movie that i'm watching <laughs> and i'm just that's neat i can't like i'm watching it before i go to bed i'm like why the fuck am i doing this <laughs> that's awesome yeah it, it it i have gone down this rabbit hole and i'm not ashamed like periodically i'll go on my computer and i'll be like how much is my own like sonic screwdriver or like you know how much would it be to just have one and like (laughs) it's pointless spending but like then i have my own you know uh sonic screwdriver and i like those like little collectible things like for sure i have excuse me i have my own like wand from the harry potter world like i have a replica of neville longbottom's wand nice and i think that's dope like it's an amazing little collectible and i would love to have like that kind of wall of stuff so i have like a, a, a wand here and then i would like to get one of those you see those brand new lightsabers that will now shoot up so now we're living in a day and age where you can get like a yeah. proper lightsaber i want to yeah, get really one of those cool. i want to get one yeah, of those they're, they're expensive but they're damn cool and it's fun being like an adult collector i have dabbled in collecting like going back to the doctor who for a minute years ago the edmonton expo gave out lunchbox doctor who lunch boxes if you bought the three-day pass and yeah. so since then I've had this doctor who little lunch kit that I'm like, basically I've con- contemplated selling it a bunch of times to someone who would appreciate it, yeah. but I haven't sold it yet because I'm like, what if you become a Whovian and you would like to have this in your collection years down the road? Or, or, you know, you can just like send it to your baby cousin who would <laughs> pretty much. We'll yeah, talk. We'll but, talk. Uh... <laughs> But no, I just all this stuff. So now I'm thinking like what like a cool thing to have would be just a various collection of just things I like, but like the weapon of choice. Like, and that's what I love about these science fiction things. Like you got the wand, you got the lightsaber, you got yeah. the sonic screwdriver, which can do everything. And just I, I think it's a little bit like psycho serial killer that you want to collect the weapon from every franchise listen I'll let, you're entitled to your opinion i think you're incorrect <laughs> but you're entitled to it i also have I this i also have this idea if i ever became like oprah rich 
And this is a big reason why I shouldn't be allowed to have copious amounts of money. But I really want to have like a wall of like helmets or um, or uh, face gear. So like I would love to have like a wall where on it uh, displayed would be like uh, the Green Power Rangers helmet, like a good replica of that or Darth Vader's cool. helmet or a cowl from Batman and like just like a wall of just these face like the, the wall of just like my whole that'd be cool Darth character. Vader helmet Stormtrooper helmet like there's so many Bo- options right Boba Fett Jango Fett yeah now, now we're in the Mandalorian you know there's a lot of cool ass helmets out there and that would be cool I was just fucking with you I've always liked weaponry as well I think it's probably from our Scottish roots yeah. Yeah. but I'm just saying that out putting that out there Celtic roots I like I was talking a high game but like I have the Star Trek phaser and yeah, like, wouldn't that be dope to own like i have a good one i bought like the legit one that's also like a tv remote if you want to hook it up that way and yeah. then i have like the bluetooth communicator that can connect to your phone so you have like a legit communicator for when you're conning i mean if you're into that kind of thing that's actually, but, actually really awesome so yeah, yeah. Like, so i go back and forth of like how much is it can i budget for it like how much would yeah. it be like? and then since like you talking about uh having your own star trek uniform i go back and forth of looking to get my own one day for just sure be so fun to go to cons and just but now there's so many things to dress up as too because like now that you're dipping your toe into all these things right yeah honestly it's like the funnest thing ever when you do dress up and go to a con like yeah. it's just a great time like i i used to go just wearing my stargate sg1 military jacket that i own yeah before i had the star trek uniform and that was fun you know you run into other stargate guys and you're like what's up yeah they're always a little awkward and like why are you talking to me like that (laughs) no but you kind of enter new communities and stuff like that it must be a great time oh yeah and like the star trek ones like the amount of photos i get with other people dressed up like star trek and i i'm not like shy at all I can walk up to people and be like, Hey, could, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And everyone's like, oh, of course. Like they're so happy that you're taking appreciation in their art. Yeah. Like there's people who buy their costumes. There's people who like buy the like shitty little Halloween costumes that, you know, and yeah. then there's the people who make their own costumes and you're yeah. like, man, the amount of talent some of those people have, and they, they're just doing it. Cause that's their one day a year where they get a lot of attention and a lot of people focusing on them, people taking pictures with them of them. Like it's, it's a high for people. And like, if you, a lot of people that I've known who like to cosplay, they have anxiety about being themselves. So when they get to use their imagination like that, it brings them out of their anxiety and they look forward to it. They'll travel outside of the city to go to other cons. And it's like on that day, they are that character they're a rock star and people want to know them. And it's like a nice, a nice day for those, for people who like suffer from those kind of things, you know? Oh, that's awesome. I have yet to go to a con and uh, it it is a bucket list thing for me to do just to check out and just like meet like a community of people that I don't really know yet, but like have so much in common in. (laughs) I can just see like one day you'll be at a con and it'll be like, you're, you're going to be like, this is the, fucking best like yeah it's just really really fun to go and check it out well i i bet like it is a bucket list thing of mine to go to san diego for that comic con just to do it once just to be there for the to see all the panels or to just to see that world would be amazing 
and I'd like to correct you because you made a statement that wasn't exactly true. You do cosplay already. You just haven't realized that it is cosplaying. You wear hockey jerseys, my friend. You are <laughs> cosplaying hockey players. It's just how it works. <laughs> you might call it fucking something different. Oh, Sean's wearing a Star Trek uniform because he fucking yeah. is watching Star Trek. What's up? What's up? Everybody fucking cosplays. Well, just no, saying. That's fair. I've never, but like, you don't go into like the arena going like, I have an Everly jersey. I don't go walking into the Oilers uh, to Rogers Arena or whatever, Rogers Place now. Yeah, Rogers Place. I don't go into Rogers Place going, I'm Jordan Everly. Or, Sorry, or you don't? That's, no. su- that's super strange to me. I wear my Gretzky jersey and I'm like, I am I the am great one. Great one. <laughs> Rather ballsy. But no, like yeah. I, I get that. And I yeah, that's a perspective I've never even thought of. I think we should try it next time we go to a hockey game together. I think that we should like yeah. be like, yeah, I'm Dave Semenko. Maybe not Dave Semenko because he passed away, but someone. Like, I am the someone, I am the reincarnation of Dave Semenko. Yeah, exactly. You could yeah. I could shave my head. I could make it work. We'll see. Yeah. It's out of respect. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go. I'm George Larocque because that would be the next great Edmonton Oilers jersey I would like to get. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely. We talked about that in the one podcast, but yeah, I was like naming all the greats, and then you were like naming all the amazing, passionate, heartfelt players, and I was like, "Fuck, he's right. I do want a LaRock jersey. That'd yeah. be so fucking sick." And well, yeah, I will like, always be a LaRock fan. So yeah, and how like Gary Curry never became part of the conversation, really. Like the list of sorry, what did you just say? Gary Curry. Oh, I thought you said Gary Curry. I was like, what? <laughs> Gary Curry was not like part of the conversation. Yeah, like. Like, I mean, I get it. We were only doing top three. And, like, for me, those yeah. three, like, Messier, LaRock, and uh, Smith were, like, my guys that, like, I would pick jerseys for. But even if you, like, like if you look at, like, my, my taste in hockey player, like, I'm a little bit, like, I, I like a skilled hockey player, but I do like those, like, grinder guys. Like, the longest time, like, my greatest, like, as I said before, Chelios is one of my favorite players. But then, yeah. I, like, a guy like Jerome Aginla, and I know we played for Calgary for the longest time, so you probably have some ill will for him. But yeah. that guy, what a fucking bruiser of a hockey player. He, to me, Jerome Aginla embodied Canadian-style hockey. Not only was he skilled enough to put the puck in the net, but he was tough to fight you, uh, like beat you up in the corner to fight for that puck. And then if he needed to, he would drop the gloves and go mano a mano. Yeah, and I can respect that. Yeah, like I did. He, I did get to cheer for Aguila during the Olympics, and he was fun to have on our team. You hey, know what he, I mean? He assist. He got that. He made the golden pass for the golden goal. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so yeah. love, love to Aguila out there as well. Yeah. I don't hold it against him that he was a Calgary Flame much, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I've let it go. I've let it go. <laughs> it was hard playing against him. He's a great fucking player. Great. Like, what do you player. say, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like a legend. Like, easy a legend. Yeah. And, uh, and there's so many like players like that, like and I always like look back on it. Like if you look at the '90s, like the early '90s of just yeah. how many great players there were in the NHL. Oh, it's crazy! All, but all of them were overshadowed by Lemieux and Gretzky. Pretty much, you know? yeah. Like Steve any Eisman, of those guys could have been the guy at the time. You know what I mean? Like a guy like Steve Eisman, yeah, he's in the conversation. But as long as Gretzky's still playing hockey. <laughs> You, yeah, you, you don't get that. You don't like he's always third, fourth, whatever. Or a guy For like sure. Joe Sackick or Peter Forsberg or yeah, you know, or Paul. The Correa. list goes on and on and on. Really, yeah. One guy that I like, 
I always think of when I think of like tough uh, Canadian players, I always think back to Kelly Buckberger. I don't even know if he is Canadian, but man, that guy was tough as nails. Yeah. He would fist a cuff with anyone who wanted to fist a cuff. And almost every single time he lost. He really? was not like a good fighter, but he would always drop his gloves. If he saw something he didn't like and someone hit one of our guys or push one of our guys around, he was the yeah. tough guy at the time. He was like, okay, let's go. I don't care if you're the fucking toughest guy in the league. Let's go. And I always appreciated that about Buckberger. I looked him up. He was Canadian. So you're right there. Nice. Yeah. He was a good boy. Good, yeah. good hockey boy. But there's tons of that. Like, like Scott Stevens to me was also like legendary. Um, and like, I have like a list of like, jerseys i really want to purchase that are like saved uh on like on my phone and as soon as i have like an extra 250 dollars to spend <laughs> like recklessly i plan on getting at least one of them and all that stuff so very so, sick yeah. i did see one jersey one time in a game it was uh Koskinen number 19 but mm-hmm. it started out with uh patrick maroon was the like jersey that they had made and they crossed that out and put a new patch underneath it that said Justin Schultz, who was also yeah. number 19. And then they had that crossed out and they had Koskinen underneath that, who was mm-hmm. also number 19. I thought it was a really clever like way of doing a, a jersey is like continuing the number on with every player that wears the number. Your your Oilers jersey, do you get it rather recently? Which one? You I have the, the bronze one, the, the, the navy blue. Like oh, the no, I've had that one since the 90s. Okay. I never had a player on it, but yeah, because I, I really want one of those Oiler jerseys. Like that's who I want to get, like my Larocque on the back of. For sure. Like, I, like, can you even find those anymore? I haven't seen one for sale in a while, but they're around. Like, if I Kijiji Facebook buy and sell that kind of thing, they're all over the place because everyone wants the newest jersey, right? So oh, I'll keep my eyes that. open. Can I've seen them for that? forty bucks. Can you do me a solid and just if you see one? available and if you even see a george Larocque one oh it's gotta be navy blue i don't want a yeah. white one no of course if you see one of those available you just let me know and like we'll we'll talk and uh, yeah for sure i'll send money um, away and you just go get it for me i'll i'll i would most likely find a blank one if anything because yeah. Larocque ones will probably be harder to come by but if i see one i'll let you know please do i because it's uh like i really want one of those yeah they're sweet it's definitely nice to own like a plethora of jerseys and they release a new one every fucking year. So you can pretty much always, I don't like white jerseys, but I like the dark yeah. ones. I, I do. I do miss like, like there was like a time period where like we had the same Jersey for like five, six seasons. Yeah. And now we go in for the new cash grab. Like there's, I, I, I really want the Oilers to go back to the, the blue and orange, like the, yeah, the original, the, like the original kind of style. I love that style of Jersey. I thought it was beautiful. And, like I'm not knocking on like the the orange cross jerseys or like I'm nope. like the navy blue ones. I'm not a big fan of either. Yeah, like the the nope. new dark ones. I like them all because they have the Oilers symbol on it. But they could mm-hmm. do us right and give us the old one back eventually, and they will. They'll cycle through them all. I'm sure. Yeah. Do you have a favorite logo that isn't an Oilers logo? Uh, I was always partial as a kid to the Philadelphia Flyers and the Hartford Whalers. I don't know what it was, but I always just thought that those teams look cool. I was a little intimidated always by the Blackhawks one because mm-hmm. it just looked so deep and the guy looked so like intelligent and smart on the jersey that I yeah. it always like 
worked with, with what they were going for. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, oh shit, they're coming to town. It's going to be a dangerous game. To to this day, my favorite logos, and I and they're making their comeback, and I love them. Is the old Mighty Ducks logo? Yeah, that was cool. And the uh, Kachina logo for the Coyotes, the Kachina like that Coyote with the stick with like the different kind of colors yeah. all around. That that I to this day is an un- unbelievable logo. It's one of my all time favorites. Was it refresh my memory? I don't know if you've seen it this year, but was it the Dallas Stars who now have a fluorescent green jersey? Yeah. What do you think of that one? I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's different. That's I, I mean, sure. they're trying something and good for them, but whatever. I whatever. It, it is what it is. They're, <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, if you don't mind, I wanted to do a quick shout out before we think about wrapping things up today. Okay. Um, so a good buddy of mine, uh, he was actually a black belt while I trained Kung Fu for mm-hmm. years. And he's a good buddy of mine, Mike. Um, he got married, actually. Uh, he married his best friend, I guess. His name's Eric. I haven't hung out with Mike in a long time, but he he got married. And I just wanted to say congratulations to him. I don't talk to him very much these days, but we trained together for like seven years and worked together. And I feel like it's one of those friendships that time doesn't matter. I could walk up to him today and be like, what up, Mike? You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, just congratulations to him and his husband. And I hope that they have a happy marriage together. Oh, happy, uh, happy wedding to the two of them. Congratulations. That's so amazing. Uh, I guess they had like a COVID small wedding. Yeah, it was cool though. Mike wore a kilt and it like looked, he looked badass. Nice. Him and Eric both look really nice. I haven't actually met his husband, but uh, I'm sure I will one of these days. Maybe I'll go train with the boys. Uh, White Tiger Kung Fu. Beautiful. Uh, Speaking of weddings, we actually had a recent wedding in the two sides of the story uh, family. Um, we did. I heard. Yeah. You yeah. Uh, I should have done this two weeks ago, but we get so into our conversations that I just <laughs> get to do important stuff. So uh, Josh, the lead singer or one of the lead singers for um, Kevin and the Misca- Kevin and the McAllisters, who performed our theme song, um, got married to his now wife, Brittany, and they're both avid listeners of the podcast. And uh, I'm super, super happy for them. Um, it's That's a wedding. Awesome. I, it's a wedding I wanted to attend and not watch over Zoom, but these are the times we're living in, and they found a way to marry each other. And you know, I'm just so happy for the two of them. So, congratulations to you. You said your buddy's name is Mike. Yeah, Mike and his partner Eric. <laughs> Mike and Eric, congratulations, Josh and Brittany, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, everyone. Marriage yeah. is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Super happy for everybody. It was, oh, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah, for sure. So I guess it's my turn for uh, recommending, right? I suppose so. You know, I've been wrapping my head around the episode. And I didn't write anything down because this was like early recording and I wasn't all too prepared for this episode. And so I thought I'd wing it and I'll find something in the episode to recommend to you. Sounds good. However... I didn't want it to be a movie again and all this, but I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to say watch Tootsie because it's okay. one of Dustin Hoffman's t- best movies, in my opinion. And uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, it's doable. I can definitely check that out. I like to watch a new flick and something that was important to you. So it should be fun. Beautiful, man. Um, anything we didn't touch on that you want to get to? One thing I just like to talk about with the Sean and Tom recommends 
if anybody out there in our fan base wants to participate, do it with us, take pictures. You know what I mean? Like example, Tom got me to try the soup that I talked about last episode. If you guys are in the Edmonton area or you just want to try a kind of soup that's similar to that, feel free to do it. Send it to our email, send it to our Instagram, Facebook Uh, group. Yeah, absolutely. I love this idea. Play along with us, do the Sean and Tom recommend. Uh, or give us recommendations too. Like we're all down to like try new stuff as well. For um, sure. Sean mentioned our email address. We have an email address that's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Again, that's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com. Uh, email us with recommendations or, you know, questions. You can provide yeah. yourself with a question of the day. Get into it. Um, Please be be as involved in this as possible. We want to up our Instagram followers. We want to up the people in our Facebook group. Um, and I I see how eager you are to talk about it, Sean. Sean, you you did something else this week that you want to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, well, I did. I decided to delve into the world of TikTok a little bit. So yeah. I didn't plug I didn't plug it yet because it's still in its infancy. But if anybody wants to check out the TikTok, I'm gonna just try to like put out some fun content of me and Tom and you know, just try to get some steam going for this podcast. You know, we want people to listen to us and it's fun for us to know that there's people all over the world who are giving us a listen and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So again, you can follow us on Instagram at two sides of the story. You can follow our um, Facebook group uh, again, two sides of the story. I don't even know what our TikTok is. What's our TikTok? It's, a, it's two sides of the story pod pod at the end and yeah yeah, it's up and running now so we'll be putting some content out there and seeing what happens beautiful and please email us we check the we'll we'll check the email uh daily and even if you don't get on the podcast or your recommendation doesn't get on the podcast you know we will try and respond or interact with you guys as much as we can and please uh get involved on uh, the apple podcast or spotify or whatever you yeah follow and subscribe and download we're watching give us comments (laughs) please like all the stuff really helps us get the podcast out there as well tell your friends tell your nanas get get everyone involved with the pod definitely appreciate it and we appreciate the support we've already gotten shout out to all the people who have taken the time out to share and to tell people about it so it's much appreciated yeah you guys could do anything for an hour and a half and to listen to our nonsense for an hour and a half just means the absolute world to us (laughs) for sure (laughs) all right so i think that'll do it for this week um this has been two sides of the story i'm tom sides and this has been one side of the story and i'm sean sides and this has been the other side of the story have a great week everybody have a great week two sides of the story two sides of the story with tom Sean